0: Hey, Rachel.
1: Hey, Brian.
0: So how was your week?
1: Well, I was really happy it was finally warm in New York City until I realized that the unseasonably cold weather so far was keeping trillions of sex-crazed Brood (laughs) ex cicadas from emerging from the earth, and now they are coming. Wait, are
0: they here in the city? Because I know they're in like the suburbs in Jersey, but I haven't heard any of them. (laughs)
1: <laughs> they're not in the city no but i'm going <laughs> to the suburbs tomorrow so um, i know that they are there and they're they're, they're
0: coming the locusts they, are coming. They're
1: lying in wait. Yeah. And now there's this fungus that's affecting like a small percentage of them. And the fungus has this weird side effect of making them become sex crazed. Have you read about this? It's,
0: it's, it's insane. No, but Rachel, so, you have much more important things to worry yes. about. Let's talk about <laughs> some of them. This is Nope.
1: The podcast where we shut it down.
0: We're just a couple of New York Jews talking about the news. Okay, Rachel, I know that you had a big week. You took the journalism world by storm.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I guess you could say that. I mean, everyone's talking about this big... Bill and Melinda Gates' divorce that was announced a few weeks ago. And I decided to write a piece about it for this online magazine called The Conversationalist that I sometimes contribute to. There's super feminist, progressive publication, woke, whatever you want to call it. And so this piece was called, "Did what did Melinda Gates know and when did she know it? And it's all about these connections that Bill Gates and Microsoft had to Jeffrey Epstein and what this all says about relying upon a group of ruthless billionaires to solve the world's problems, right? Um, You read it, didn't you? Yeah,
0: of course. Yeah. It was very... Actually, it was a very nuanced take, I thought. Like, you... (laughs) You you kind of acknowledge the fact like it it wasn't like a conspiracy story but it is like striking how all of these billionaires somehow glommed onto Jeffrey Epstein. Like
1: why this right? grifter who's a from no Coney one, Island? Who's nobody, right? Entity. It's yeah. because they had
0: all the money in the world, but he had the one thing they couldn't get, which was yes. I don't want to whatever. <laughs>
1: underage, sex underage
0: sex workers yes yes
1: well not, workers. not workers i mean no. they're <laughs> being exploited yeah yes. exactly it just it's the only thing that makes sense right okay.
0: so you had the courage to write this story to say what many people have been thinking
1: yeah so i wrote it and a lot of my thinking on this issue was informed by this great book i read called winners take all by anand um Girid um I, I don't know if you know who he is or this book but but it's a great book. And I was delighted when he tweeted the article to his 717,000 followers. And then all of a sudden my mentions started blowing up. People were like, great article, love it, etc. And then all of a sudden I scroll <laughs> down and some people are like, "Ack, I can't read it. Oh no, the link is down. WTF. So I clicked the link and sure enough, it's down saying something like the site exceeded its limit so i'm not sure <laughs> but <laughs> it seems like i crashed this website which i guess is a compliment and it's it's great but i yeah, want I mean, to i
0: can't believe it. i can't imagine the conversationalist regularly has millions of people flooding a given article at one time that's uh, i'm sure they're a, a fine publication but that's probably not the level of popularity it's not what it's concerned. built for yes, right? right so
1: <laughs> so i yeah emailed this editor who I really like. And I said, you know, I think the, I think I crashed your website. And she's like, oh no, okay. We're taking care of it. But the problem is that our IT team is in Israel.
0: And And they have their hands full at the moment. (laughs)
1: They have a lot going on, but it was also night. So it was like the middle of the night in Israel. So she said, it's going to be a few hours before it's back up. And, um, you know, so I almost went viral and
0: (laughs) (laughs) you're a victim of Hamas basically I,
1: I i was a victim of bill and melinda gates you know but at least i got my my feelings out about them
0: well that's the most important thing it's back up yeah. now right
1: it's back up now yeah okay, i'll link good. to it in the show right, notes about okay. you so yeah
0: like you got deplatformed and as i've been talking about incessantly i've been deplatformed from twitter uh, still and briefly from facebook and the efforts to deplatform me continue Amazon and Apple are in on the grift now. They are trying to prevent me from powering up my devices. So as you know, as everyone knows, there's always new devices and with every device comes a different kind of power cable and a different kind of charger. And now I have an Apple watch and that just multiplies it. And I have three locations. I have home, I have office, I keep spares in the bag, in, the, in my work bag. And it's very confusing. There's like USB-C and B and a lightning yeah. and the Kindle has one and they have two different ends and sometimes the ends match and sometimes they don't. There's like oh, it's, infinite infinite it's permutation so thing. But I said, this is a problem that money can solve right uh-huh. I'm just gonna sit down I'm gonna I did an audit of everything I need I'm like okay this is a thing I need to plug in here this is a thing I need to plug in here and I just made a little inventory and I took my best guess as to what was a USB C and a B and I went online and I bought no kidding 250 dollars worth of cables and charges <laughs> okay <laughs> And they trickled in over the next few days (laughs) and they came and they sat on my desk and I was scared to like, like to breach the seal because like once I open it, it's a free for all. I'm going to have to. And they'll all get tangled. They'll all get tangled. That's right. So finally this past weekend I went and I did it. I broke the seal. I opened them all up. I tried to match them. And I realized that somehow, despite my meticulously organized mind and efforts, I got it all wrong. (laughs) I had two of the one I didn't need and three of the one I only needed one of and none of the ones and then my headphones all died because i couldn't plug them in anymore and it was a disaster and i said okay i'm gonna give this one more shot so i sat down again the other day and i spent another 150 (laughs) dollars you're gonna go broke (laughs) you'll be
1: just like sitting in a pile pile of of cables like a giant like bird nest
0: (laughs) Water, water everywhere, and not a drop of electricity. So now I have that, and there I haven't even opened them. They're, I'm staring at them. I'm terrified to try because I have a fear of failure. Like, what will I do if these cords? If you don't can't match? even
1: do this, what does it what say? What can I do? Like, what I is des- the big picture?
0: <laughs> I don't deserve to be on Twitter. What's my exit strategy here? Like, <laughs> I, I have the, I'm gonna move into a cave. Just turn
1: off the lights. <laughs> exit stage <And> I... right.
0: <laughs> Okay. (laughs) That was my big excitement this week. Um, Rachel... I think we need some nope's and I think we need some dry heaves. yes the, yeah, sig- the so signature segment on this program now. The
1: dry. We should create like a song for the dry
0: heaves. A theme song. <laughs> yes. I would. <laughs> like I a- would have to write it, and the last time it took me ten a weeks. Little to jingle. Do it. You're okay. a you're
1: a pro bono a jingle, jingle writer. writer. So. Okay.
0: I'll <laughs> put that high on my to do list if I could plug in my computer. So I'll yes.
1: sing if you want me to sing. Now you've I'll made
0: sing. that abundantly clear. You want to <laughs> sing on everything. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. So I guess the first thing to talk about here is Donald Trump's just out of this world response to Tish James is escalating the case against the Trump organization from civil to criminal. Um, So the news came out this week that this was happening and Donald Trump went right to his computer or just started screaming and someone took dictation more likely and he issued a statement on his blog um you know because he's a a blogger now from the desk of (laughs) donald j trump and it's too long to repeat here i'm not going to bore you but i'm i'm going to read some excerpts from it um here we go this is the beginning I have just learned through leaks in the mainstream media that after being under investigation from the time I came down the escalator five and a half years ago, including the fake Russia, Russia, Russia hoax, the two year, $48 million, no collusion Mueller witch hunt, impeachment hoax number one, impeachment hoax number two, and others that the Democrat New York attorney general has informed my organization that their investigation in quotes is no longer just a civil matter, but also potentially a quote criminal investigation where working with them in hat District Attorney's Office. Then he goes on a long rant about Tish James for a while. Of course, he hates her for various reasons, not the least of which are probably that she is both Black and a woman and you know how he thinks the investigation is all politically motivated. And then he says, um, quote, if you can run for a prosecutor's office pledging to take out your enemies and be elected to that job by partisan voters who wish to enact political retribution, then we are no longer a free constitutional <laughs>
0: democracy. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what he did. That, is, that should be in the dictionary under gaslighting. Yeah.
1: Just... <laughs> okay. So likewise, the district attorney's office has been going after me for years based on a lying, discredited lowlife, aka Michael Cohen, who has not listened to or g- given credibility by other prosecutorial offices. I don't know what
0: which offices he's talking about That's <laughs> and a sentence big word for him prosecutorial I-
1: prosecutorial offices and sentenced to three years in prison for lying and other events unrelated to me okay so then there's more rambling about how he's a victim of harassment his whole family is suffering and then he says the district attorney and attorney general are possessed (laughs) at an (laughs) an unprecedented level with destroying the political wait are there
0: different (laughs) levels of possession can you be mildly possessed
1: (laughs) just like a little bit possessed like slightly touched but so they are they are they are possessed at an unprecedented level
0: no one's ever seen an attorney general recorded, this possessed in the recorded history of
1: Of the law Okay, so so she's possessed With destroying the political fortunes Of President Donald J. Trump And the almost 75 million people Who voted for him By far the highest number ever received By a sitting president Not higher than Joe Biden
0: (laughs) (laughs) Than than a now sitting president
1: Yeah, and I'm alarmed By the, the whole third person References that he always uses And will probably continue To use until the day he dies And then he talks about all these things he allegedly achieved in office and how he made America great again. And Joe Biden's making it worse. And he ends by saying, if these prosecutors focused on real issues, crime would be obliterated and New York would be great and free again. Well,
0: so, I, oh, that, I mean, that would imply that in red states that he likes, where presumably prosecutors are focused on the correct thing, there would be zero crime. So let's look at Texas. I have a feeling there's probably crime in Texas. Like, it makes no sense. It makes no sense.
1: It makes no sense. I mean, it's uh, it's like a very um, sir, this is an Arby's type of <laughs> statement, you know. And wait, I don't know. I don't, I mean,
0: wait, I don't get that reference. What is that? <laughs>
1: like, you know, like when someone's just like rambling and you're like, sir, this is an Arby's.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sir, I, this thought is a into, I thought he went, someone would go in and try to order like a Wendy's meal. And they would <laughs> say, sir, this is an Arby's. We serve roast beef. Here.
1: Maybe. I don't know where it originates from, but I like it. Okay. Um, and so, I don't know, two hours later, he was tweeting about Kirstie Alley. So I guess he's, he's going to be okay. <laughs>
0: Play well, not tweeting, buried, he was you, blogging. You he was buried blogging. the lead. What about what's going on with Kirstie Alley? I
1: don't know. I don't know. Someone, I, I have no idea. I, I guess something when I read that, I was like, Oh, <laughs> something must be going on with Kirstie Alley. I don't know what it is. I'm not gonna look up what it is. I don't care. But um, he said okay. she's a great American, okay? So that's one thing. that's Let's nope to that, okay? But yep, to Tish James, and um, the other big nope is that you know, Matt Gates. is still sitting in congress you, and you
0: can stop the nope right there like just say it's just
1: nope. but he's like of course one of the republicans who voted against a bipartisan commission to investigate the events of january 6th and how is he even like allowed to be voting in congress <laughs> when he's under investigation for paying a minor for sex
0: how it's, wait uh, how long is this investigation going to take like if there's someone who who commits a very minor crime like peeing in the street right (laughs) like (laughs) <laughs> They're in jail in thirty seconds, right? And in right. that case, there's this abundance of evidence of his like insane felonious crimes over and over again, including betraying the public trust in many ways. And what are they doing? Like I, this what is presu- they do- <laughs> this is presumably the Merrick Garland Justice Department. Come on, guys, You're yes, on come our on. side. Like
1: arrest <laughs> him. Arrest like every day. I'm like, is today gonna be the day? And it's not the day. No. Y- no. You know, so um the latest in the Joel Greenberg case is it makes this even more outrageous. So that's the former, his former, 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 that's his friend. business associate. Yeah. The Seminole County tax collector <laughs> who had, was a very, the most colorful tax collector in all of American history. He pleaded guilty this week to a range of charges in a deal that will require him to help with other investigations that are ongoing, presumably, you know, predominantly into Matt Gates. And um, they must've thought that he had good information and was worth giving a plea deal to because he was originally charged with 33 crimes and he only wound up pleading guilty to six of them they dropped 27 (laughs) charges he he
0: must have good information then if he's trading that information for that plea deal
1: Yes. And to be sure the six things that he did plead guilty to include <laughs> child sex trafficking and wire fraud, but still it's, it's better than 33 charges. So what do you think this means about what is like, why can't someone say, you know what, we <laughs> you have haven't been arrested yet, <laughs> yet <laughs> but like, evidence. I think it's like, best if maybe you work from home and like, do not vote, <laughs> <laughs> do not come in, do not pass go. I don't like, know if
0: that's an option. I, is that like <laughs> being on probation or something? Like, like, I, I think you're in jail or out. Out of jail, just go, just
1: go somewhere. I I don't know, I don't know. I mean, like how how is this how is this happening? I just it it boggles the mind. So no, nope, nope to Matt Gates. I I'm really really excited for the day that you are arrested.
0: Can we move from? national to local for a moment oh
1: yes let's I, i'm ready to okay. go on that journey from so macro as, to as micro everybody
0: knows we are proudly a podcast out of new york in fact um i just looked at our stats 25 percent of our listeners are international and you would think you know we do have like the sort of cool New York crowd that listens to us but it's still only about like 10 20% of our listeners are in New York so this mayoral news which seems local to us is maybe of interest to a wider audience so let's let's maybe. dive in and talk about this so i receive i am now receiving in the mail every day not kidding a dozen of this like these oversized postcards for not only for individual candidates not just for mayor which is coming up but for manhattan borough president and city council and we have we have ranked choice voting for the first time so i'm getting all the postcards explaining how to do that i still don't know how to do that but then one stood out so much so that i sent you a picture of it (laughs) very peculiar it was a, a picture of like a cute child with like a bowl haircut uh, and he's in a jacket and tie with a pocket square as like a news anchor with like a news background. And up in the top corner, it <laughs> yes, says... Yes,
1: I received it too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, it says, New York NY21 News, which is not a thing. That is not a station. That is not a form of news. And then below, as like his name, there's a chyron that identifies him as Benjamin Tunnel. And it's spelled B-R-I-D-G-N-T-U-N-N-E-L. So yeah, like no Bridge and Tunnel. Right, no which is vowels. what we which is what we call people who are not from Manhattan, not from New York City. They come in, they're via kind of bridges and tunnels. Via yeah. bridges and tunnels, and they're kind of gaudy and so forth. But this is Benjamin Bridge and Tunnel, some sort of ten year old young man in his suit and tie. And I cannot figure out. I thought maybe this was like an error. Like, you know when sometimes they put a placeholder name somewhere and someone thought this was like a funny placeholder and then they forgot to swap it out for forgot. the kid's real yeah. name yeah or is it like some weird insider joke in the campaign or is it like a swipe at the outer boroughs like they're they're uh, whatever it is if it's going it out to the New Yorkers I thought it
1: was his kid
0: uh, and, uh, whoa, 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 whoa the plot thickens here <laughs> there's a lot more <laughs> to this story than just that <laughs> so of course I google google who is Benjamin Bridge and Tunnel. I thought maybe he was like a local personality um and um <laughs> so uh someone on Reddit, of course, the first result is from Reddit. And the question is: can anybody explain to me why an endorsement from Benjamin Bridgentunnel would make me want to vote for Scott Stringer? Which really is yeah. not the right question. The question is who the fuck is Benjamin Bridgentunnel? <laughs> right. Not why should he influence my vote? So I go right. ahead little... the
1: question is the who, not the why. <laughs> the why, who why. needs to be answered first. <laughs>
0: before why we should care about him like who is this child
1: Like, we need, like, exposition, you know? (laughs)
0: Right, right. So then I Googled New York 21 News. I figured maybe that's a better clue. Um, And it turns out that New York 21 News has its own Facebook group, its own Twitter account, which I can't see, its own Instagram. uh, And the Facebook group has eight likes and 14 followers. And it's full of videos, like newscast videos, with Benjamin Bridgentunnel. Oh, he's
1: like a star. He's like a a local celebrity. No, (laughs) but he's
0: not. They're all um, like pitch videos for Scott Stringer. Um, So there's one on different issues. There's one on the housing. There's one on climate change. On the housing one, he goes, he's like Bob the Builder. And then there's a picture of Scott Stringer dressed like Bob the Builder, but it says Scott the Builder. Um, But there's still like nothing about who he is or why he's called Benjamin bridge and tunnel and then you scroll down and they have other news anchors on new york 21 this Uh fictitious channel other children other children it's a news network a fictional news network run by children (laughs) (laughs) this is what scott stringer stands for all news networks will be run by children um the other anchor is named barbara bagapple B apostrophe Gapple, which I guess okay, is I get it. Big, Big, Big apple. apple, and Hannah Hudson. I guess the the Hudson River. Hudson
1: River. Okay, but, so they so they don't want to use their real names.
0: That's <laughs> right, right. These are. <laughs> I thought maybe, maybe Benjamin tunnel was a real name, but it is not. <laughs> he is best friends with Barbara begapple and Hannah Hudson. I,
1: I thought he was somehow related to Benjamin Button because he's so young. <laughs> yeah, maybe he used
0: to be Scott Stringer and then he went in reverse and now he's yes. Benjamin Tuttle. No. So like are, why are children running this man's campaign? He's well, like the so, controller explanation
1: on this flyer about what any of this is sure enough
0: finally like the investigative journalist i am i flip over the damn thing and there's a Uh. picture of him with his family his wife and his two kids one of whom Bears a resemblance to Benjamin Bridgeton. That's or may what not I thought too. Him. Yeah, the one, on, the one on the right you're looking the at. The one him on the also, right. Yes, yeah, it he, looks
1: sort of like him. Except he's not as like dressed up, so it's hard. No, to No, because he's
0: not on air at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> this is in his in his downtime. <laughs> but and then I looked him up on Wikipedia. Scott Stringer, and he has two children named Max and Miles. So mm. the question is: Are Max and Miles his campaign managers? Like this seems like 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 child. <laughs> like exploitation Ex- exploitation yes like, like you can't and and very ineffective like it's it just everything raises more questions than it answers yeah and then, there, and then there's this picture on the front cover of scott stringer with an african-american teenager out of context and it's it's like, just
1: like in like a climate change march or something like the yeah climate, and it's like yeah. scott
0: stringer knows Black teenagers. And then it's,
1: no, it's, no, it doesn't even, it says Scott Stringer is endorsed by the United Federation of Teachers because he's a progressive ready to lead on day one. But none of this pertains to that. (laughs) So I am not going to support Scott Stringer because I feel like
0: he needs better copywriters. Yeah, I was, I was, he was in my top three with Ranked Choice. And now with Benjamin Bridgentunnel, he's in my bottom three
1: bottom three forget it yeah (laughs) no no
0: Uh, you can't blame benjamin whoever he is like kid or not kid you got to blame scott stringer no
1: but benjamin there's nothing he's doing his part he's, <laughs>
0: he's, a, vic- he's a victim in all this he's, he's rising to the occasion he's
1: an innocent bystander no, so
0: he's, a, he's faithful to his father his father says help daddy with his campaign he does he doesn't know but we better. don't
1: know if it's but you don't know you haven't done a dna test you don't know if benjamin <laughs> tunnel is definitely <laughs> max or miles stringer <laughs> You don't know you okay, evidence?
0: To, we have nothing further to add to this story. Okay. Why don't you continue? Rachel, okay. have you been following the, the mayoral race? So, yeah,
1: I'm just, I'm really confused by it because I was, I liked Ray McGuire. I thought he'd be good. I thought... Um, Maya Wiley might be good. And then like I saw their estimates for the price of a home in Brooklyn, and they were so wildly off the map that I was like, I I don't know about these people. So I I was like, Oh, this is great. There's a local nonprofit newspaper called the city. Have you heard of it?
0: No, but I'll it's look great. it up. It's great. They're doing
1: yeah. good reporting, and they had a um, a quiz where you can like enter your feelings about various issues, like a multiple choice, and it will tell you which candidate matches best with your viewpoints. And I need that. to be sure, yeah, I needed it's like it. And 50, so
0: fifty candidates. There's, there's so many, some of whom right? I don't
1: even know who they are. And so I was like, all right, I'll do this. And to be sure, I did not know the answer to how I feel about every. issue. Issue. Like should like NYCHA be funded entirely by one fund or split among various <laughs> things? Like I just didn't. It, How maybe dare I should go. you! You're
0: you're <laughs> neglecting your civic responsibility. You don't know about housing. The housing authorities. The housing drinks author-
1: <laughs> <laughs> So there were some things that I skipped. There were some things that I you know did my best guess and I was kind of in like a whole burn it all down Bolshevik <laughs> mood because I had just written that Bill Gates piece and so you know in the end I get the result and it's a person I had never <laughs> heard of and never knew did not know at all was running for mayor and this person's name is Paperboy Prince. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wait a minute. Say it again like the... Paper paperboy what? Paperboy Prince. Prince? Prince. Like he's a Paperboy Prince? This is who you align with on the issues? What is his issue? Paperboy rights? (laughs) (laughs) This
1: is insane. So Paperboy Prince is a (laughs) 28-year-old... Non-binary rapper from Brooklyn who uses the pronouns they, them, or God,
0: goddess. (laughs) I didn't see that coming. Okay.
1: So God's resume includes a stint as a newspaper delivery worker, hence the name Paperboy, Paperboy, as well as experience as an artist, a rapper, an activist, a street performer, web designer, fashion model, and entrepreneur. So I say this, this is a great, this is a lot of experience, right? Prince has a love gallery, which is an art gallery, a vintage clothing shop and a community gathering spot on Myrtle Avenue in Bushwick and says that their campaign message is all about love. That's what it's about love. And so, you know what, I think I am going to vote for Paperboy prince what the in the primary now
0: is love sweet <laughs> love, love. Yes.
1: yes so i feel like they say vote for who you're most aligned with in the primary and then in the general vote for who's the best you know who's the best of <laughs> the worst best options of worst. you know
0: okay so you
1: so i'm going with paperboy prints that's fra- who before i
0: commit before i lend my endorsement to paperboy prints i will take the same quiz i suspect i will come out with a different result but you never know you,
1: you never, never know. know you never know it depends what kind of mood you're in really pa- you know paperboy
0: if you want to be on the podcast call us we're very, we're very discriminating I, with our guests but i you i would qualify. love to have paperboy
1: prints i, I mean, Maybe I should just show up at the love gallery and just like ask. He's there. He's there every day. Them, they.
0: Oh, sorry. Goddess is there every day. (laughs) (laughs) Goddess. Okay. I have one more mayor of New York. To, so everyone knows Andrew Yang, former presidential candidate, the the bros, is running for mayor. It's on the one hand, a little bit of a joke because he's very gaff prone. On the other hand, like he's either in the lead or tied with Eric Adams for first place. So this could really happen. But he's made the gap. Remember, he insulted the pets on like National Pet Day. A few yes, because he like
1: took a picture of himself with a pet that he gave away because like his child yeah, developed very, an allergy and the, was the very, dog was like clearly a hypoallergenic dog, so I have no idea what he was talking about. But yeah, so it, anyway, very
0: Dorit Kemsley <laughs> moment. Yeah. Right? So, um, one of the most coveted endorsements you can get in New York City is from the Stonewall Democratic Club, which is LGBTQ, named after Stonewall, uh, Stonewall Bar and Uprising, and they're very powerful. And you know they interview the different candidates in like a session uh to talk about lgbt issues and see where they stand on them and then they issue an endorsement so yang got up and he was like auditioning for their endorsement and this was the statement he made this was the the quote that stood out there's a video he said you're like you people you're so human and beautiful you make new york city special I have no idea how we ever lost to the Republicans, given that you are, frankly, in, like, leadership roles all over the Democratic Party. Democrats have, like, this incredible secret weapon. It's not even secret. It's like we should win everything because we have you all. Like,
1: like has he ever met like, a
0: gay <laughs> okay. person no, in no, his life? <laughs> no, no, it gets better. He has proof that he's pro-gay because he said—oh, this is the worst. He says, quote, several gay members of staff— That he has and he says well first let me say that if i go to cubbyhole which is a lesbian bar if i go to cubbyhole i think i'm going to be accompanied by at least one of my two campaign managers who are both gay So that's his way of saying Like, secret,
1: wink, wink. Like, I know the truth. I know
0: know the name of a lesbian bar, and I know someone (laughs) who would take me there. (laughs) So, So he's very into the gay bars. When asked about how he would tackle a certain issue facing LGBT New Yorkers, he talks about gay bars. It was so bad, one member afterwards Described it as Michael Scott level of cringe. It
1: sounds like that, yes. And, and it's ro- like I'm hiding right now in a cabinet
0: right. <laughs> recording
1: like, this podcast. Right. But- <laughs>
0: and ro- Rose, Rose Chris, the president of the Stonewall Democrats, says he came across like he was a tourist in New York and said he wanted to visit a gay bar. Um, yeah. yeah, this is terrible. Like this guy. Like it's not like he's from Indiana, like uh, like I
1: don't understand this guy has no finesse like he could he could really win this thing in two seconds if he just, he just had one ounce of common, common sense,
0: sense. well, <laughs> needless to say, the Stonewall Democrats did not endorse Andrew Yang following this performance. Would you like to guess who they endorsed?
1: Paperboy Prince
0: <laughs> Scott stringer, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Benjamin Bridget Tunnel of course.
1: Well I don't know
0: Despite and, Scott, Scott Springer's very Sketchy record on on Gender child labor s- Child labor <laughs> issues okay so Nope to the mayor race it's June 22nd or something I Can't wait for it to be over let's just
1: I uh, know I can't wait to vote to endorse Paperboy Prince we're We're, we're endorsing God <laughs>
0: Okay, nope to all that. Rachel, you have a funny one that I have no idea what it's about. I just see, I I just see the headline here. So go ahead.
1: Okay, yeah. So um, the New York Post is, you know, our city's best worst newspaper. As you know, you read it every day. It's total garbage, bottom feeding, and yet a I mean this week, delicious, it's a delight. Yeah, and and yet this week they they outdid themselves even for them. So the Post had a story called. Peculiar pets. How one man learned that six peacocks are better than one, and the the stories about a guy. Can I just say, like, I
0: I know peacocks. I know peacocks. Zero peacocks are better than one. They're (laughs) monsters.
1: Right. Exactly. They, They
0: screech. They attack you. Everyone thinks it's cute to have a peacock. It is not cute.
1: Well, if you have a group of them, it's better because they're pack animals. They're not like they're pack. They,
0: birds. Oh, did you know that they like this happened to Stowe? They perch in the trees and they screech from the trees. And at night, you like there's just like a baby screaming, and you don't know what it is. And you look up, you're like, "There's a baby in the tree," which of course your first thought when you hear screaming from a tree. <laughs> um, and it's a peacock.
1: It's a peacock. Yeah, I mean so. Anyway, so this story is about the journey of a guy named Sean Flynn. He wrote a book called Why Peacocks? An Unlikely Search for Meaning in the World's Most Magnificent Bird. And it tells the story of how his peacock, which is named Carl, got very sick and he had to trap it with a net to take it to the vet because peacocks can be very, as you were saying, violent in these types of situations. And so he traps the peacock, takes it to the vet. The prognosis is not good. There's multiple organ failure caused by lead and zinc poisoning. I don't know how that happened. There was a surgery, but Carl eventually recovered. So anyway, so there's this whole story in the post about Sean Flynn and his peacocks. He's got three birds, Ethel, Carl, and Mr. Pickle. Okay, And by the end, there's like, there's always like a broadening paragraph to like be like, why is right. this relevant? And it was talking about other famous peacock owners. And it says, you know, they include Martha Stewart, who has 16 peacocks, and the late Hugh Hefner, who had several and it that seems pretty innocuous, right? It's just kind of like a throwaway paragraph at the end of this article, but um, not for Martha Stewart. She was <laughs> she was irate, irate. She tweeted the New York Post again: fake news. They have a story.
0: <laughs>
1: they have a story on peacocks today. And they say, I have 16 on my farm. I actually have 21 of these these glorious birds whose house is impeccable. They do not smell. They are so clean. Their voices are loud, but such fun to hear. They are so friendly. And that's it. She just ends it with no punctuation. (laughs)
0: I thought it was going to be a letter to the editor.
1: No, but then, so the post issues a correction saying, editor's note, this story originally reported that Martha Stewart has 16 peacocks. Stewart clarified via Twitter that she actually has 21 glorious and
0: impeccably (laughs) clean peacocks. (laughs) They're trolling her now. That's great. (laughs) Wait, but did anyone claim that they weren't, I mean, they got the number wrong. Good, good. Good on them for owning that. But did they suggest that her peacocks were filthy or smelly in any way? I don't
1: think they suggested that hers were, but I think when they were talking about, like, Mr. Pickle and Ethel. Well,
0: maybe they have hygiene issues. No one's transferred that onto Martha Stewart's peacocks.
1: I know. Everyone's peacocks are different. (laughs) <laughs> so, every
0: week, like, snow, each, like every snowflake they're all yes unique.
1: they each have their own unique behaviors so but i say like you know 16 to 21 that's a pretty big difference they could have called like this is not information that's ungettable so i say nope to the new york post like get it right martha stewart have is a fact absolutely checker, in the right the fact, yeah I mean, really they barely
0: employ any journalists so like yeah <laughs> like I guess it's a, a bridge too far to actually hire a fact checker to check the. I, I mean, even if you had a fact checker, would they really call Martha Stewart to check how many peacocks she has? And like, what was the source of the reporter's information? That like, how, do you, fi- how do you find how do you find out how many peacocks Martha Stewart has if not by calling? martha stewart well i think what her. happened
1: was they sent a drone to her property in <laughs> connecticut the
0: peacocks and <laughs> five of them were in the tree screaming <laughs> they, they, they took like take...
1: several photos and like mapped them out and they could only see Geo, 16 located <laughs> them <Yes. laughs> so you know okay. they they did they did what they could but it wasn't good enough so okay
0: okay, okay. so nope to the new york post and uh yep to Martha Stewart's peacocks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you go, you go. <laughs> okay. I have another one. I think I'm going to skip it because we're, you know, let's keep it short today. Let's,
1: let's keep, keep, it, short. keep it short. Yeah. Be brief. Right, yeah. Right. yeah, uh, yeah. Kill,
0: your, kill your babies. Okay. So let's go on to the ups. These are little rays of light, little beacons of hope that got us through the week. Rachel, you 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 had one and then you switched it up. So I don't know what it is.
1: Yes. So um, my up goes to Keith McNally, the the restaurateur, the great um, owner of various New York restaurants, because he had this outrageous Instagram post tonight that is like setting the media world on fire. Like it's like feels like a throwback to the old days of media gossip. So it's this giant photo. If you go on his Instagram, Brian, right now, you could see it. It's this like very unflattering photo. I'm, I'm of- scared
0: to go on Instagram. In case <laughs> I've been deplatformed from it. I'm supposed to do I'm supposed to be a guest on someone's Instagram live next week. And I'm terrified to go on because I don't know how to do it. And I fear I've been banned from it.
1: You need like four different cables.
0: (laughs) I don't have any. My phone will be dead.
1: (laughs) So I don't know if you can go on Instagram, but so Keith McNally posts this unflattering picture of Graydon Carter and says, um, Graydon Carter, the former Vanity Fair editor and current editor of Airmail magazine, had a lunch reservation at my restaurant, Morandi, yesterday. It was for 12 people at 1 p.m. Because Mr. Carter is a restaurateur himself, my chef, manager, and floor staff were eager for the lunch to go perfectly for him. Extra staff were brought in to help with service. Two tables of six were meticulously set up and ready for Graydon Carter by 1 p.m., only he didn't show up at 1 p.m. At 1 30, Morandi was packed and people were waiting waiting for tables, but Mr. Carter's two tables of six remained empty. Around 2 p.m., Graydon Carter's assistant called to say Mr. Carter wasn't coming, but the celebrated editor had forgotten to call and cancel. At 2.10, the two reserved tables were broken down. By then, Mirandi was emptying out, and no one needed a table. Oh. By forgetting to call and cancel his party of 12, Mr. Carter had upset the equilibrium of the restaurant and cost the servers money and tips, and had cost Mirandi money, too. Graydon Carter had done this very 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 same thing before once at (laughs) Mineta Tavern and twice at Balthazar, perhaps being something of a social bigwig. Mr. Carter thinks he's above having to cancel restaurant reservations, perhaps, but I'll tell you one thing, the fancy fucker will never be allowed to make a reservation (laughs) at one of my restaurants again. Never.
0: Right on. So, I mean, I love it, <laughs> up, right? <Is> that-
1: yes. <laughs> big oh, yep man. to Keith McNally and the fancy fucker. I mean, it's almost a compliment. Like,
0: right. you know, I interviewed with Graydon Carter once when I was right out of, uh, college looking for a journalism job, I got referred to him. I got an interview with him. Um, and, uh, I told him like I had story ideas and I wanted to be like an assistant editor and all that stuff. And he made nice and then sent me to like HR where they promptly gave me a typing test. Um, to see how fast I could type, because obviously that was the only job I was qualified for.
1: <laughs> and did so. you pass the typing test?
0: No. I'm a very fast typist, but I guess it, <laughs> even that didn't qualify me, because I did not get a job offer from Vanity Fair. So, fuck you, Graydon Carter. Yeah. You're a oh, yeah. bad guy. Fuck you.
1: Cancel your reservations, God! In this, in the middle of a especially, pandemic, especially,
0: yeah, these restaurants are dying for business now. You can't like, what's just walk out of Okay, really? this turned into okay. a nope. Let's give you up to okay. Keith McNally. Okay, uh, very related. Also, culinary. I am giving my yup to limited edition spring vegetables. And by that, I mean the spring vegetables that have a very short season, like ramps and spring garlic and fava beans and especially morels that were that are delicious. Mm -hmm. And you can go to certain certain nice restaurants and they creatively put like I had a great risotto with like ramps and and fava beans and uh, and morels and it's just it's great in risotto it's great in pasta it could be in any sauce it could be like just a little ragu on it so its own. good it's, it's so the, it's good. the star
1: of the show it's it like, is it is it yeah. is it makes
0: you just it makes you want to be a vegetarian and they're only available for a few weeks and they're obscenely expensive in the farmers market or in the supermarket if you can even find them um, and that's one of those things it's better with such a precious ingredient. Let a professional chef prepare it for you. They know what to do with it, you know.
1: And enjoy it and savor the moment because it's seasonal. That's the whole point.
0: Yeah, Graydon Carter forfeited his right to have Morel's. You get nothing. And ramps. And ramps. <laughs> <laughs> you get nothing. Take me off ramp. Okay. Go so yep. Eat yep. some garbage. No. Yep. So limited edition spring vegetables. Okay. That's the end of the podcast. Uh, thank you so much for listening. If you haven't enjoyed this, please rate, subscribe, review. You know, we're everywhere. We're not just on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spot. Spotify is getting big in podcasts. We are on yes, Spotify. We're on Spotify. There's we're on all the other good pod, Stitcher. Stitcher, Overcast, cast, Undercast, Dogcatcher, Cast, like, Every, every cast you can find, we're, we're on it. And they all have reviews. So go there, subscribe and review. And better yet, tell a friend. And tell th- your
1: friends without if you the. Like this. If, if
0: you're vaccinated, you could do without a mask now. You can yep. give them a big hug and say, have I got a podcast for you? It's called Nope. Um, it's been a terrible, terrible week. It's been a fun podcast to record. Thank you for listening. This has been Nope.
1: The podcast where we shut it down.